And thanks be to God for each one of you. Before we get into our sermon today, we're going to be talking David and Jonathan and love and all these things. Um, I wanted to talk about something that's been a lot in the news this week. Uh, One of the reasons that I shared that song with Zach is that I share that with everyone I know who's going to be a parent or who's recovering from bad parenting, which turns out covers a really high percentage of the world. Um, uh, Because I think it's a really helpful reminder that all of us in an ideal world, in a more kingdomy world, in a more Christ-like world, are invested in the flourishing of young people. And what their flourishing means is that we do not control them, but that they have the, the, um, the space to be full of love and joy. And, and one of the temptations that I found, I would sing that song to myself every day when I was expecting my first child, um, because the temptation I found in myself was not to control my children because I thought there was one right way to be, but to control my children because the world felt unsafe to me. <laughs> and control feels like one way to get safety. And this week has been a big week in unsafety with the report about um, clergy sexual abuse in the Catholic Church in Pennsylvania coming out. Um, and that report showing just the... It feels like we know the depth to which this kind of pain and abuse has been a part of people's church environments, and then we hear another level of both the extent to which this kind of pain and abuse was visited upon people and the extent to which it was covered up. Um, and it's, it's a really painful moment, so I wanted to acknowledge that to hold that, um, both if you have experienced abuse of any kind or sexual trauma of any kind, or if you know someone who has, like this is a hard week and we love you and are praying for you, and God is with us in our pain and um, does not desire our suffering. And I think it can be traumatic even if that's not our personal experience because it makes us question everything about the world and everything about these institutions. Um, And there's something that I do with the kids often at the, the churches that I pastor that I think would actually be helpful to share with you, which is that I will say to kids and youth, when we talk about safety, we have a safe sanctuaries policy here where um, any time that there are children in a room, there have to be at least two unrelated adults, right, to try and re- reduce the chances that there could be harm to any of those kids. And we talk to them about that policy so that they know the steps that we're taking to take care of them and so that they know um, that it would be okay to tell us if something happened that scared them or made them nervous. And one of the things that I always say to them is, um, you can tell someone if somebody hurts you or makes you scared or you don't understand, even if it's me. And I think it's really important to say that out loud because so often when kids are hurt, it's because they think that there's some source of adult authority that is untouchable. (laughs) Um, Their parents or their pastor or their teacher or their whoever. Um, And and that authority can feel so loving and caring until it is abused. And so I want from moment one for them to know that. And and I think it's hard in moments like this to know what we should do besides love each other and pray for each other. Um, We can not abuse children, obviously, but then what do you do beyond that, right? (laughs) Like, how do you create a different kind of world? And so I wanted to offer people a couple of tips, because I think people can feel totally helpless. And I think one thing is, if you know survivors of sexual trauma, um, hold that of, of them. Be the kind of person they could tell their story to. Be a safe person. Be a person who both can hear stories of sexual trauma and how much they mean, and know that any person who has experienced sexual trauma is more than that. They're more than the trauma that they have experienced. And they have other parts of their life and other parts of their relationship they're going to want to have with you. 
it can be scary and painful to hold a hard story, um, but then you can get through it. So be the kind of person people can trust is one action you can take. I think another is to teach kids about consent and love and what a joyful relationship to one's body looks like in the positive way. We often only think about avoiding the negative and then we have nowhere to go. But one thing you can do is with nieces, with nephews, with cute kids in the park, with every kid in the church, don't hug them or kiss them or touch them unless you have asked them first. Say, can I give you a hug? Can I pat you on the head? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and every single time you do that, whether they say yes or no, whether they run away, whether they are shy, whether they are bold and they're like, yeah, of course I want a hug, and then you feel a little dumb, um, you are teaching them that how they are touched and when they are touched is their choice and that the joy that they can feel in their body from touch and from emotion and from affection is both nothing to be ashamed of and something that they get to choose. And you are teaching them really important lessons about what it means to be in the world. And so that's a gift that you can offer the world is every time you treat a kid like that, <laughs> um, is by asking. And by not being afraid to ask and answer these questions in your own life. Sexual trauma doesn't stop when we're children. It doesn't stop being abusive in institutions when we're children. Um, so if you and your institution see people who make sexual comments about others or people who don't respect bodily autonomy, even if it's um, in the like hug too hard and too often kind of way, you can say something about that. And through that, change a culture and change a world. So nothing's gonna make this like easy or good. <laughs> but I think it's helpful to have a vision of what we can do to be different and to change things. Um, because we can. Things can be different than they are. We can have a healthier relationship to one another than we do. We can have a more godly relationship to one another than we do. And we can be safer in the wholeness of our bodies than we are and we can all contribute to that. Um, so let's end with prayer and just, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, I'd love to hear them. I'd love for us to share those. Um, but there are ways that we can be that would be different. And so let's be those ways. God, we thank you for being who you are. Someone who has parented us as independent, flourishing, wonderful, created gifts. You have made each one of us to be amazing. You love each one of us as exactly who we are. And yet in this world, where sometimes freedom has meant evil and chaos and harmful choices, we ask that you would meet us in our pain. We ask particularly that you would be with those survivors of sexual abuse in Pennsylvania who are having their stories shared with the world at this moment that they would know their wholeness and belovedness in you, that nothing that has happened to them has made them any less worthy, any less wonderful, any less good. And that you would empower us all, oh God, to create a different kind of world where each of us can live in our bodies with joy and love and safety and respect one another's boundaries and respect one another's God-given freedom and love one another like you love us in a way that allows us to be most fully liberated and fully ourselves and fully at peace with who we are. We thank you, O oh God, for that kind of love. And we ask that we would carry it into the world. Amen. <laughs>